0: kindly step all the way in please and make room for everyone there's no turning back now hello everyone i'm Belle, and i'm carla or kurt and we are the disney dykes
1: and my darling carla what shall we be talking about today? Well, before we get on with the show, I want to give a shout out to our hella good new microphone. So, uh, yeah, $20 worth of that investment. Woohoo! And uh, also, shout out to us being on iTunes now. Guys, we're on
0: iTunes. We're famous. We're famous. Yeah. No, we're not really. Well, I'm sorry. You're not famous. I'm famous because we're famous. on iTunes. Woohoo! We're on iTunes! itunes dash disney dykes that's
1: disney underscore d y k s um i believe it's just disney dykes spelled out yep what itunes let us spell it it let us spell it jesus christ
0: itunes be progressive like that (sighs) um so yes on itunes disney dykes all spelled out just search us you can find us we're on there with all of our episode feeds if that's a more convenient way for you to do it Go for it. Um, don't forget, if you like what we do there, like and subscribe on iTunes. Woohoo. So today, we're going to be talking about how to fix Epcot. Epcot, honey. But Epcot doesn't need fixing, right? Like, the World Showcase, it's all just there.
1: Uh, uh, Right? No. Wrong. Incorrect. Oh. So, (laughs) I had a lot of feelings about Epcot. I know I love Epcot a lot. And it's a shame that Epcot has sort of changed throughout the years. And now a lot of it's actually kind of abandoned or kind of Band-Aid fixed. We're going to be relying more on pipe dream fixing Epcot because I mean, where's the fun in Band-Aid fixing it? That's what they're doing right now. We're pipe dreaming, but in a realistic way. These
0: are things we know Disney could do. But they they just won't for no reason. And they might not, but they might. Optimism. They are, they have said that they're going to put money into Epcot Center.
1: Okay. At Disney, if you're listening, please listen to what I'm going to say for the rest of this podcast because I got some hella good ideas and I want you to do it. Okay. Fix it.
0: Fix Epcot. And we're going to break this down in two parts because I feel that we should say Epcot Center is near and dear to our hearts. We love education. Yeah we think that you can learn something everywhere you go even while you're being entertained
1: yeah i mean i love watching documentaries myself i love the you know i love how uh spaceship earth you know they bring you through the past and they bring you into the renaissance and then well, what you can think the phoenicians for that you know like i love all that kind of stuff that's awesome that's what i'm here for i love the edutainment of it all Not a super big fan of throwing a character on it for just an easy
0: fix. We're going to break this subject into two episodes. So this episode is going to be
1: focused on Future World. Correct. So we're going to talk about Future World in this episode, and then episode two, or part two of this episode, is going to be about World Showcase, which needs a lot less help.
0: Yeah, so Future World, I think we can all agree, needs the most help of it oh my god it's
1: like just limping along with test track and it's it's bad todd it's Guys, bad it's abandoned basically like half that part of the park is abandoned it's true and they need to fix some stuff they need to fix a lot of stuff but to start it all off let's start with the most abandoned pavilion the wonders of life mm, okay so What was the Wonders of Life, my darling? So, in the original incarnation of the Wonders of Life Pavilion, it held two, like, dark kind of rides that were, um more of a uh, simulator type ride. So one of them was Body Wars, where you in the theme, you had to be shrunken down to like a little like size of an atom or cell or something like that. And you got to go inside the body. Um, A lot of people said it was super disorienting though, because I think in its original state, they didn't have the technology to pair the actual ride, with the visuals so they would have one of the cast members with like a joystick and they would basically pilot the ride while you were on it so obviously that leads to some timing issues which really disorient your senses and to be clear was
0: that a simulator ride
1: yeah it was a simulator ride so very much like star tours um, they used the same technology about a year and a half later in star tours and then that one took off really well and then everyone forgot about body wars Um, Another one that they had was Cranium Command, which was, in my opinion, it's very similar to the kind of setup that you have going in Muppets 3D. You have, like, a little pre-showing type thing of, okay, you're gonna go pilot a brain, and you're gonna be in charge of the connections and, you know, yada yada that go on in the brain. And then, like, they have animatronics that pop out periodically. From what I've seen of it, was primarily, like, a, a show that you could see. Right. So it's there's a pre-show and then you sort of,
0: sort of in the theme of Alien Encounter, you would go into a show and it was sort of like an interactive show except like 20 times, 200 times less scary and 200 times more educational,
1: but with audio animatronics. So we didn't write it, but it looked cool. Yeah. Yeah. We never actually got the privilege to write it, but it did look really interesting. Short of them bringing those back to life, which I don't think they're going to do, there have been a lot of rumors circulating about Epcot and bringing Inside Out into the park. The rumors that I've heard have said that they're going to bring Inside Out into Journey to Imagination, which we will talk about uh, trepidedly in this episode. Um, but I would actually rather see, if you're going to have to bring Inside Out into the parks, I would rather see it brought into Wonders of Life instead of cranium command like they were doing you could do an inside out type show Where you have the different emotions from the perspective of Riley, and you could still have that scene where you look out through the eyes, but instead of looking out through like some 12 year old rando, you could have Riley. And since you already have a character established there, you wouldn't have as much that you'd have to build up, and it'd be a pretty easy fix, I think. Just build some like pretty basic animatronics for, you know, like the different emotions and inside out, and you could put it there. And I feel like that would work pretty well we should take
0: this time to say that bringing characters into Epcot is already controversial because when it was built, the idea was that there were going to be no Disney characters in it. Now, that was a Walt thing. That was not an anyone else thing. Yeah. Because his vision for Epcot Center was going to be a real city. Um, If you haven't heard about that, do some YouTube videos. They have the whole concept from Walt laid out. Oh, yeah. Um, But that ship has sort of already sailed Pamela there are characters in there we will touch in our next episode on how we feel about Frozen in Norway since there are characters it's our feeling that characters can be brought into Epcot as long as it doesn't interfere with the vision of tomorrow and as long as it doesn't become another fantasy land or that's my feeling yeah
1: I feel like if done correctly it wouldn't be shitty like, I feel like if you're just trying to use it as a patch for attention, that's when things go wrong. Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Guardians. I just had something in my throat. Oh, get, um, some,
0: get some water for that. It's awful cold, you know, pollen season and all that.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be a very good excuse for why that happened. Anyway, um, I think that if you're going to bring characters into the park, I think Inside Out would be a good fit for Cranium Command. Um, And I actually feel like if you are going to carry over the characters of Inside Out, you could make them cameos in Body Wars, but I feel like it would be interesting if you had like new characters brought in to represent, uh, say, like, the respiratory system or the circulatory system or something like that, and then have... I don't know, like some rando working at a desk being like, okay, well, I'm the control center of the heart and I really have to be on pretty close turns with anger or um, fear because they really, you know, they put all this paperwork and all of a sudden I have to increase my productivity like a thousand percent. So I think that would be a really cool kind of thing. And then you could see how emotions play with how your body works, which I think would be cool.
0: I think that would be great, especially if you themed it. Yeah. So you themed it like, you know, an Inside Out how... Riley's head like they have that central office sort of theme yeah that's all colorful you could just expand upon that it'd be great and still educational
1: yeah I I think so too I think it'd be easy to make it work in a not cheapo kind of way like
0: not fantasyland kitschy kind of way
1: right and I mean you could still make that a simulator a simulator ride if you wanted to um, you know, if you're going through say like the digestive tract or something like that, you could, you know, like, oh, oh, I'm being eaten, maybe get fished out by like whoever is the manager in charge of your gi- digestive tract being like, "Hey, you guys aren't supposed to be in here." Did um sadness and you or yeah well so what you're saying is it would not only work for cranium
0: command but it would work for body wars as well yeah
1: i mean i would think that for cranium command you would use the main cast of inside out but for body wars you could introduce a new cast of secondary characters with references and cameos to the emotions in inside out
0: Mm, i think that's good so I think that's really what we have for Wonders of Life, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's basically what I think they could do with Wonders of Life. I mean, I just, the building itself is so beautiful. I just, I hate that it's abandoned and they don't use it for anything except, you know, uh, a center for festivals and whatever they're possibly working on now in the future.
0: Yeah, it's no longer a center for festivals. So, or they haven't used it this year, I should say. So it is rumored that executives are there, something is happening with it, for sure,
1: something is. I would, yeah, I would love for them to do something, anything with it, just because I have never been able to actually go into that building in Epcot. And I'm still very much on the fence of it, but for the longest time, Epcot was my favorite park. And so it makes me sad that there's places in Epcot that I've never been able to go and experience.
0: But we're get, this is how we're going to fix it.
1: Yeah. And we're going to fix it correctly. I so, can
0: fix it. I can fix it. So let's go on, move on through um, Future
1: World to the Odyssey Restaurant. Okay. So the Odyssey Restaurant... Well, it's kind of out of the way, so if you're coming off of the World Showcase, it's closest to the Mexico Pavilion, so it's kind of between the Mexico Pavilion and Test Track. Yeah, just right there. It's it's beautiful area with the water and stuff. They have really nice bathrooms. There are beautiful bathrooms there, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's basically all that guests get to look at. Um, It was a restaurant for the longest time, but, I mean, they basically had really kind of average food like the hamburgers, hot dogs, and, like, chicken salad. So it didn't really do well because it was kind of out of the way and their food was basic. And I hear it was overcrowded Mm. a lot of the times. Well, I think that part of it was it had pretty mediocre crowds. And then when they brought in a production of Mickey and the Gang to do, like, a... Mealtime dance off type thing then it brought in some crowds for a couple years and then it started to decline again until they eventually just closed up shop the interesting thing about this building is that it's actually not completely abandoned it's still in continuous use and it's been in continuous use since the park opening and you might be thinking well i mean yeah the bathroom's open no the building itself they still use it for the production of like all of the Mickey pretzels and churros and I mean that kind of stuff that is then traveled around the park. So they make all that stuff there. And what I think would be a really cool idea, kind of like if you've ever been on a dairy plant tour kind of thing, they have the glass wall and then behind it or like a bottling plant. You get to see everything on the conveyor belts and how it's made like the (laughs) and then it's filled with the milk and then capped. I would love to see a Disney equivalent of that, where you get to see them rolling out pretzels. So, like, how do they get it in that shape? Like, let me see the molds, let me see the dough, let me see the thousands of Mickey pretzels going into the fryer or, the you know, getting boiled at once or whatever. I would love to see that, and it would be a really cool attraction because you don't get to see what goes on behind the scenes in Disney kitchens. Not without paying! I mean, but even then. It's staged. Yeah, it's very staged. It's not really what's going on so much. Well, and I, I think it would be super cool, especially, like, you're going to bring in the different crowds of people, too. If you think about, like, uh, honey, would you care to explain this one? Because you phrased yeah. it better last night.
0: <laughs> so the concept for this is really good because they have these tours that you can seasonally do for food production at Disney, and we know people are willing to pay for them, but they're very staged. Um, It's like someone having something pre-done in an oven when they show you how they decorate their gingerbread thing. I don't want that. I want factory tours like Mayfield, where you see the mass production. You see, oh, how do they make these churros? How do they make these pretzels? How does it go from production to our plate at the theme park? And there are so many people who love Disney food, like the iconic, everything from the iconic Mickey ice creams, to the churros, to the pretzels, to Dole Whips, and then they get really curious, how does this get on my plate? That's an awesome
1: way to do that. Yeah, and you bring in the foodies, you bring in the people who are just, you know, curious about how things work. And it would be a really good gift shop opportunity to like then have their whole, they're doing this new like Disney kitchen line of stuff where you have the trivets that are Mickey and then like the spatulas and the plates and dishware and all that kind of stuff. bring in the Food and Wine Festival crowd too. Yeah, and it would bring in the Food and Wine Festival. Like it's, I think it's a brilliant idea. And I mean, I know it's my idea, so. I think it's a brilliant idea too. Well, thank you. So now I have at least two people, if you count myself, that think it's a brilliant idea. So, Disney, if you're listening, I want to see how you make your pretzels.
0: Yeah, it would be amazing. It would just be so easy. You just put glass in there. Yeah. Like, polish it a little bit if you need to, because I know guests seeing it, you're going to want it to be a little bit more polished. But polish it, get some stainless steel in there, and just keep doing what you're doing.
1: Add a cast member there to explain what's happening, and that's all you need. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it could be like a little snack shop too. After you go on a little tour of how it's made, you can get some pretzels and churros and you know that they're made right there in the kitchen. Yeah, it's amazing.
0: I think it would be a wonderful fix for that area of Epcot. Okay, Innovations East and West. Ooh, this one is near and dear to my heart. So if you don't mind, honey, can I take it? Go for it. Okay, Innovations East and West I loved because it's sort of like A year-round festival center, in a way. Not for food and wine, but think convention center. Because it showcased the latest and greatest in technology. Like a world's fair. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's what sort of Epcot is. And people might hate me for saying that, but it's permanent. And it's all of these different things showcasing, here's what's newest in home technology. Here's what's newest in this technology. Why did they close it? Well, future world was getting a little sad so i guess that's why they closed innovations but i don't have a great answer for that
1: i mean they basically just stopped getting people to sponsor new stuff in there and then when everybody left they were like oh we just have an empty room now well we'll just stuff a character meet and greet in there yeah no don't do that here's what you do
0: and it's super practical get apple in there Get Google in there. Get them to sponsor their newest things. Google Home has a new thing where you can call, or Google Assistant, I should say, has a new thing where you can call um, restaurants using your Google Assistant. It's brand new technology. It's not widely available to the public, but you can see it showcased on YouTube videos. Um, And a shout out to our roommate, Lisa McGlumpy for showing that to us. You get that. You showcase that at Innovations. You tell people how that could help disabled people in the future. How that could help people who have social anxiety in the future. Yeah. Or just normal people who are too busy. It could help so many people. You do that. You get IKEA in there. You have... Oh, yes. Yeah. You get IKEA. You have them showcase the latest and greatest in modern um, archaeology. You get IKEA in there you have them showcase the latest and greatest in modern design you have them showcase something my wife told me about origami furniture what's that about okay
1: so this origami furniture that i'm talking about i saw this video of a what i can best liken to a double-decker couch from the lego movie so what it was you have this sofa a very unsuspecting sofa but it it unfolds itself into a bunk bed and, like, complete with the ladder, the whole shebang. So I'm all about weird functional furniture that can do, you know, double the work for it. So I think that, you know, bring IKEA in there, get them to have their weird, oh, it's a table, but it's also your ceiling fan, you know, like, I would totally be here for that. Also, One thing they're never going to do, but I think it would be the best thing in the universe, get Apple, Google, and Amazon all in Innovations East-West. Put them right next to each other. You're going to be getting the best stuff out of that. I mean... The latest and greatest in
0: technology. Yeah. And isn't that what Innovations is all about? Benefiting you. Literally, that's the name. Yeah. Innovations.
1: Yeah, and I think that it would also be really cool to... um, to also do, like, the future of food. Because, mm. I mean, people are always like, well, I mean, yeah, how many ways can you cook a chicken? But, I mean, 20 years ago, did they have, like, pressure cookers? Not that I know of. They did. Um, they weren't electric like they are now. Okay. Well, I think that it would be interesting to do, like, I don't know. You could have all the weird, very trendy you know avocado scooper and cutter at the same time kind of thing so you could have like little cheaper things but you could also do new fusion flavors you could always do I mean think about Starbucks they're always trying to reinvent the newest flavors and bring in the money so if you think about I don't know I worked at Starbucks for a couple years so don't don't judge me too hard but you can um you can anything you want to not that you should I'm going to let you think about that for a minute. But you can carbonate things like teas, and you can make a soda out of basically anything. And yeah, it's kind of an interesting concept itself. So, the leading cutting edge of how to make food, I think, would be interesting.
0: I think you're right. And it would be practical. Everything we're saying for innovations is very practical. Yeah.
1: And, you know, the second that. One of your sponsors pulled out, get somebody else in there. Highly competitive. And it's basically just free
0: convention space in there. You just charge your sponsors for their booth and you charge them for that space and they bring the attraction to you. Very practical solution. Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. Ooh, holograms.
0: Holograms would be awesome.
1: Ooh, I just thought I want of that. Holograms. Give me some holograms
0: so you're my only hope help me obi-wan you're my only hope (laughs) (laughs) so we're moving on to test track i'm gonna let my wife take a lot of this subject because it gen one of test track is near and dear to her heart and to mine but very much so to her heart
1: yeah okay so test track I'm a fan of G1 of Test Track. To anybody who's like, you went in the world of motion. I was never a like I never got to experience the world of motion. All I experienced was Gen 1 test track. Which you in the ride, you were a test dummy and you got to go through how they test the car for its limits and how people don't die. So I thought that was really cool. I, I liked it so much. I had dreams about this ride. <laughs> and Back when its sponsor was GM, it was it was pretty Gucci. It, then I don't know. It's like something happened to GM. It, or... What what happened to GM? Nobody mm. knows. Not everybody. Like
0: knows. there was a, a bankruptcy or something. Yeah, they weren't doing great.
1: So then mm. Chevrolet bought it, and they were like, "Oh, we're Chevy. We're the most cutting edge everything ever." Eh, I mean everyone knows somebody who at one point probably owned a chevy right like it's a pretty common car what i thought would be a really interesting idea they don't really have to fix it now but if they were i think if you got tesla up in there like how many people would line up just to be able to take pictures with a tesla i mean that would be because i mean like everyone's seen a chevy not everyone's seen a tesla Um, and it would be just really cool because they have that open floor area where they have the like newest models of things and I think that would be really cool and in addition to that you could you know in the ride you could even do maybe like a hover car or something like that I feel like if you're going to try and make it super futuristic don't just be like Aerodynamic, <laughs> like yeah, people been studying aerodynamics for like ever. Can we, can we maybe make this a little bit more exciting? I think that what they did was tie it into
0: what we see chronically through Disney now, which is we have to have interactive cues. Uh. And I don't generally hate interactive cues. What I hate is a lot of screen-based technology. Cause it's going to date, and it's going to date quickly.
1: Here's a shiny thing. Don't worry about how long you have to be here. Maybe poke this screen. Hey, look, it's shiny. Look at the shiny thing. Oh, and look, it impacted your ride experience no, it didn't. because
0: the your car didn't know. You that's, speak only lies. That's lazy imagineering, let's be real. It and is. we're probably gonna offend people by saying that. It looks really nice right now. Because it's newer, but give that 10, 20 years when technology has grown, it might not look as nice. Mostly it's just modern. I don't consider that to be great Imagineering, and we're being picky. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We're being very picky, because we still, nothing about that ride track changed. No, except I think they speed it up sometimes. I think they do. Uh, They shorten it. Um, we see that with a lot of rides, particularly in very busy times. It's a, it's an eat ticket attraction.
1: And I miss the, in the original ride they had the, oh, how would your car do against like chemical stuff? Ooh. And I don't know if I'm just imagining it, but I, I feel like I very much remember a particular smell that that room had no there was a corrosion chamber i think they probably did pipe in smell to that and like i miss that i miss that that smell and you know for for diehard disney fans there's you know the pirates of the caribbean smell there's the soren orange smell for me i really miss that weird corrosion smell in test track wow that sounds weird out loud doesn't it (laughs) (laughs) it's a memory thing it is but i miss that and now it's like the aerodynamic chamber and Every time I go through that part, I'm like, yeah, I remember when this was heat and, like, corrosion.
0: Well, and really, that's just screens. That's all that is. There's nothing extra or physical about it. I think you and I really enjoy the physical, imagineering suspension of disbelief. Well,
1: because the heat ones, they had, like, a ton of bulbs in there, and it was hot. Like, Mm -hmm. you could feel that. And I feel like because it was a sensory experience, in addition to being just oh hey look at the pretty red lights i I feel like that part's more memorable because honestly it was just better
0: yeah
1: it was just better it was more thought out and i i enjoyed the actual theming of it and it's not that i don't love test track now because i do but i just there's certain things that i will always miss about the original g1
0: but that's blue skying because Disney's not going to fix Test Track; it doesn't need to. How long are the waits for it? Long, long, and we ride it every time we go to. Pro tip: do single rider line. Oh yeah, yeah, we did experience that last time we went. It, w- you break
1: up. Kind from of. The cars? You were like in front of me with like a family of three. Yeah,
0: kind of. You kind of break up, but it will save you time, particularly if you don't have a fast pass.
1: We went on that thing three like times in a row. Back to back to back.
0: Easy guys. Easy tip.
1: Yeah. Um. So moving on from that because it's not a huge issue. Okay. Everybody, hold on tight because we're gonna talk about Journey to Imagination. <laughs>
0: This is a big one and we have to tread with caution because we were not we did not get the privilege of experiencing the original Journey into Imagination Ride. Which everyone said was lit as hell. But we have
1: researched it. I'ma be real guys, it looks lit as hell. It does! So honestly, this may come as a surprise or maybe it doesn't come as a surprise. Just just revamp it. Pull a freaking um Tiki Room on this one and just bring back G1 yeah just do it like take out all the new bullshit just make it the original journey to imagination with figment and the dream finder and just make it what everyone remembers it to be you want to play up the nostalgia of the 80s just remake it you have yeah. most of the stuff there
0: and let's not pretend that disney doesn't work on nostalgia it totally does that's why the Tiki Room is still so popular. That's yeah. why all of this stuff is still so popular. Everyone loved Journey Into Imagination from what I'm reading. Bring it back. All of that image work stuff, let's talk image works. Okay, for the dark ride, I think we can both agree. Just bring it back. Just all make of that, it what it
1: was. All of that ride tracking is still there. Just bring it back. <laughs> So for Image Works, the thing that I'm saddest about that I never got to see because I didn't even know it was a thing is the rainbow um god what is it? The Rainbow Bridge. The rain Is it called the Rainbow Bridge? It's called the Rainbow Bridge. Okay. So what the- Or
0: was is it called the Rainbow Tunnel?
1: Maybe it's the Rainbow Tunnel. It's the Rainbow yeah, it's, it's a rainbow. So what what this rainbow tunnel would do sounds like the coolest thing I've ever heard of. First of all, it would attract gaze from everywhere. Let's not pretend like it won't. So it was like this big, clear tunnel that it had the different colors of the rainbow in almost kind of a neon style projected onto it, kind of like how, if you've ever seen the Thor movies, like the Rainbow Bridge looks, it had that kind of look to it. So you would walk through it and a color would follow you through the tunnel, like how when you go to the grocery store late at night and then all of a sudden the lights turn on when you open the ice cream part and it's like, ah! yeah, like that, but way cooler because it was a rainbow. And they had a face character for the Dreamfinder who had a puppet figment. And the whole thing was just really cool. if um if you've never heard about this before, there's a really cool picture of Michael Jackson in this tunnel where he's going through the the tunnel with the rainbow. And it's honestly, It is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And it's still there. They just put up a curtain in front of it. And and they're like, "Eh, that part's closed. Oh my God, just reopen it. Just turn the lights back on. Well, um, let's talk
0: about what they have there now, which is really just a band-aid fix. Mm -hmm. It's a DVC club. The upper level. Yeah, boo. We love DVC, guys. We're not members, but it seems really cool. But you can't just like put a dbc club membership lounge there and be like we fixed it all they literally did was put in a coca-cola freestyle machine some chairs and walled up the rest of image works yeah and why do that it's all still there that bridge is still there just turn it back on the space is still there you don't even have to work that hard no just, just turn it back on That's yeah all you have to do pull out a figment and Dreamfinder, face character and that pavilion becomes the most popular pavilion in future world again
1: at disney if you're listening just try it as a soft opening for oh, maybe yeah. a week and just see what happens yeah. watch the hype that builds up around it and unpopular opinion well i, I don't think people care but unpopular disney opinion Stop trying to sponsor the Imagination Pavilion. Because when people run out of money, it's no longer imaginative.
0: Just stop trying to sponsor any pavilions in Epcot in general. We've seen sponsorship fail. Just don't do it.
1: It hasn't had a sponsor since 2010 when Kodak pulled out and it shows. Yeah, don't
0: put your own money into it and it'll get better. This is going to be controversial for Disney fans, but it's true. Corporations fail. It happens. I feel like in the eighties, that wasn't the general consensus, but it's 2018 corporation sponsorship will fail when that corporation decides to pull sponsorship
1: for a little bit of insight into the gravitas of what I'm trying to get across is when you think about Epcot, you think about Spaceship Earth, And then for the diehard Disney, you think about Figment. Now, for something that isn't the actual icon of the park, a ride that has pretty much the secondary most obvious character to Epcot hasn't been touched in eight years. Yeah, and everyone
0: hated their refurb with the Imagination Lab or whatever fucking thing it's called.
1: It it just keeps getting worse.
0: Guys, we wrote it is bad we wrote it before they put figment back in i'm pretty sure i
1: don't even remember it i just remember like it was too boring to even sleep through i was it was ridiculously boring and i don't i just I, I don't remember anything about it i don't remember anything about it i remember writing that and the whole time thinking this is a waste of my time
0: and at disney we're not even nostalgic like we didn't do this we didn't do this with figment and Dreamfinder.
1: But we really
0: want to.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a comic that has Dreamfinder in it. So, like, they're being a tease. They know what's up. They know what people like. They just won't sink the money into it, but they need to. Sink the money into it, fix it, and watch how people flock
0: to Future World. Yeah. You want to talk about Pandora? How- and how Animal Kingdom used to be considered a half day park. They sunk the money into Pandora. and look at that now.
1: Oh girl,
0: look at that now at Disney. Just bring it back, and people will come to your park. or if you don't trust us, just just try it. Try it like, soft open it. don't even don't even advertise it Mm-mm. for a week and see how many people flock to that pavilion. Oh, yeah.
1: Moving on.
0: on. (laughs) It's a hard topic, guys, because that pavilion looks like it was beautiful. And my heart goes out to the people who, if that was your pavilion, I'm so sorry they changed it. If they touched the Haunted Mansion, I would be in tears. There would be blood. Yeah, there would be. Don't change my Haunted Mansion. So,
1: moving on. Uh, oh, I
0: feel like that was an awkward transition. You were just like, so discounting you. No, 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 no.
1: <laughs> they'll just never do it. Like, they'll be haunted forever by Walt.
0: Oh, he would haunt them. He would haunt them. Just be in the Haunted Mansion like, no, what is this? Change this.
1: You know, eventually, we, uh, for, for October, look out for an episode about Disney Urban Legends and ghost stories.
0: Ooh, especially focusing on the Haunted Mansion, which we know is my thing.
1: It's my thing too. It's,
0: it's just a, it's a lesbian our thing.
1: thing. It's a lesbian thing. Apparently, it's a lesbian thing. Shout out to all the lesbians who like the Haunted Mansion. Well, we're actually pansexual. It's true. Moving right, right along. along. Moving, Moving right, right along. along. So, the Land Pavilion. I really don't think this needs much work, but they had a Circle of Life film that was kind of weird and out of place. And my usual fix is, if you don't know what to put there and it's Epcot, use Wally. Hey, that idea sounds familiar. Anyway, I just think that if you did some kind of like, oh no, the world is like too garbaged up right now. We can never do anything and then have like the like the end credits of Wally where they're going through and like fixing it and learning how to grow and do that kind of stuff do that with wally and make it like a really cool film maybe even have like an animatronic that like guides you through the show or something like that it could be eve
0: it would be hard it would not be a lot
1: of money um to do
0: it the animatronic idea i really like and i like the idea of it being wally because from what i hear um an environmental fable fable what is it the lion king an environmental fable.
1: I think it was like the Circle of Life. Or-
0: I don't know. I don't even remember what it was called because we never did it. It's an environmental film with the Lion King, and from what I hear, it doesn't do edutainment well. You could do edutainment there well, and I love the idea of it being an environmental film, but you put Wally on it, like my beautiful wife is saying, she is so
1: right about putting Wally on it. Because Wally feels like Epcot. Wally does feel like Epcot. Watching Wally makes you feel like Epcot. It's just, I don't know. It's just like a weird observation I've had, but it's true. Um, So, clip Wally in with
0: photos of real-life environmentalism progress. Yeah. And you could do it well. And it could be... It could both acknowledge the problems we face and the hopefulness of
1: fixing them. It's true. And honestly, I think that's the only thing that you need to fix about the Land Pavilion. Because everything else has just got it going on. Yeah, like, we love the rest of the Land Pavilion. I mean, like... My, my wonderful wife has pointed out that the cafeteria could use a little decorative sprucing, but aside from decorative sprucing, don't change the food, it's great.
0: Yeah, um, the, the area you eat from the restaurant there, what's it called? The restaurant we love.
1: Sunshine.
0: Sunshine season. Sunshine season. Let's try that again. The um, seating area for Sunshine Seasons sort of just looks like a mall food court. And I think you could just do a little bit better sprucing. But don't change Sunshine Seasons. The food there is the best. If you have never tried Sunshine Seasons food, it is just super high quality food. It, it really would, is. You wouldn't think it. Because it looks like maybe like an Ikea like, food court type thing. Okay, but Ikea food's good too.
1: Okay, you're right. Bad. But it
0: looks, it looks like... <laughs> It wouldn't be the best food,
1: but it is. Anyway, obviously, I have a lot of feelings about Wally, and another thing that I think would really do wonders with Wally, uh, Spaceship Earth. I know we already touched on this a little bit in um, our episode about underrated Disney movies and Wally,
0: but we about to get
1: specific. Okay, Spaceship Earth. So it. <sighs> First of all, Spaceship Earth, if you don't know the actual ride, it's the big circular thing that Epcot is known for. Now that that's (laughs) out of the way. The geodesic sphere that that holds Spaceship Earth. It's not
0: a golf ball. It is a geodesic sphere.
1: So it's a golf ball.
0: No, it's a geodesic sphere.
1: I like that golf ball.
0: No, don't do this to me.
1: (laughs) I would say don't change a thing right up until... The scene where you get to the top of the geodesic sphere and you see the Earth, and he's like, Now we enter the dawn
0: of a new era. So, what will your future be?
1: Yeah, when you're looking at the Earth and you hear the wonderful lady saying that, why not incorporate the scene from Define Dancing? And you have Wally and his fire extinguisher and Eve, and they're like trails of astro stuff, make that around the earth, and then, instead of looking at some tacky clip art thrown together, just literally uncover just take down the sheet, Disney. I'm begging you. I'm begging (laughs) you just take it down. It's right there. For anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, there is a really terrible clip art presentation that Siemens threw together where it's like, What's your future of tomorrow? Woohoo!
0: And it's awful. The technology is horribly incorporated. It
1: looks like it's something made out of clip art. It's really bad. It does. It has no place there. No place. It doesn't because you've just spent 15 minutes looking at beautiful, like, animatronics that are, are breathtaking and show different stories and emotion and there's so much work put into it and then and then it's
0: just like thrown together like oh well, we ran out of time and money so have some clip art
1: it's like what happens when you're trying to write a paper and you've really put together a well thought out thing but you realize you have 10 minutes left until the deadline to drop box and you have to write a conclusion and you just it feels half-baked that part feels half-baked it's so bad it's I tune so out. bad.
0: We, we've gotten to the point where we don't even do it. We just sit there and look at the lights.
1: It's true. It's more entertaining <coughs> to look at the lights because it'll just decide something for you. Although, <laughs> story time. The most fun that that's ever been was the time that Belle fell asleep in Spaceship Earth. I was tired. <laughs> I was, Fair. It was a long day. I love that ride, but it was such a long day, guys. In the beginning of the ride, they take your picture for this clip art thing. And she had fallen asleep with her head at an angle. So at the end where it's like, oh, you're a future. What will you become? Belle scuba diving. <laughs> Living in a wonderful eco-friendly greenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever. I wish I had a picture of it, but I don't. And it looks hilarious, fantastic. guys. It, it was looked, the best. It
0: looked like the worst, most hilarious thing in the world. Because they want you to be, like, smiling and stuff. And all of these other people's <laughs> shitty clip art was up there, like, smiling in different sections of the world. It was just me asleep. Because
1: <laughs> at the end, you know, like, at the beginning, you're supposed to tell it where you're from. So at the end, it shows your picture. And then... It, it'll, like, shoot you back down to that part of the earth where you're from. So it's, like, me doing some sort of crazy face and Belle getting shot back down into the deep south. And, guys, that concept seems really cool,
0: but the execution is so... so bad. So shitty that it's just awful. So- what, what used to be there, honey? For people who might not know, what okay. used to be there?
1: So it used to be about the telecommunicative abilities that the Earth could have. So it was like, I think AT&T at one point had sponsorship of it. They
0: did. Before Siemens sponsored Spaceship Earth, AT&T did. That version of the ride was a lot more based on communications because of that sponsorship. The next version of the ride was based a lot more on computer
1: technology than the original one because of that sponsorship. So back when AT&T was sponsoring it, there was after you see the Earth and you have your moment of you are spaceship Earth traveling through time, blah blah blah. You would go down through like the little miry thing, and then you would see these like fiber optic. Communicative points where, like, it would look like the telephone wire was like lighting up really cool and green, and it was really well done. There was like, some like city model. Yeah, there was like city models, and then it would be like point A to point B, and then it would like light up along the way. It was really cool, and I, it really bums me out that they took that out. Yeah. Like, especially for my dear dream home of tomorrow.
0: <laughs> Snorefest and. It's it's all still there from what I understand behind those black sheets. That's when she says,
1: "Just remove the sheets. Just take them down. Please. I'll I'll give you my kidneys. I'll give you both my kidneys. But I would be on dialysis forever. Just just take it down." But blue sky, add Lily and Eve, just so add tell Molly them Eve. tell them your
0: for that section that we've just gone over. Tell them what you would um would do for that ending of the ride.
1: I mean, honestly, I would just... Just take the sheet down. Okay, so you have these, like, different cityscapes, right? Just have that with, like, a little cameo, Wally and Eve, like, fixing up the place. Like, just do that. You could even do, like, at the end of the movie they have where they're trying to, you know, remove all the garbage and make it whatever. You could even add some, like, little cubes of trash that they're trying to, like, clean up from that and still have... Just keep the fiber optic effect. That was the coolest thing, honestly. Just keep that.
0: And the idea behind that section of the ride is, what does the future hold? So you could have Wally and Eve being like, oh, what does the future hold? Could we be in this? And you could do projection screens of them in the rainforest with like little... Um, dioramas of that or show scenes of that it wouldn't even be that expensive just projections we have the technology we can build it (sighs) but they won't but they could and maybe they will I feel that they'll do something to fix it because Siemens sponsorship over that pavilion has officially ended
1: it has so hopefully it doesn't become like the imagination pavilion uh, I don't think it could, because that's the park icon.
0: Okay, but the great movie ride. I, we don't have time to talk about this now, do
1: <laughs> <sighs> I
0: am optimistic for the future of that ride. And I'm optimistic for the future of Epcot.
1: Me too. Because they're going to bleed a lot of money into it, and I really hope they do well with it.
0: And we know for a fact that they are bleeding money into it. We have seen all of those press releases saying they have big plans for Future World. It's true. And I just hope that those big plans do not involve slapping a character that's popular at that moment on it and calling
1: it a day. So, Mission Space is a simulator ride where you get to be launched onto mars and it's actually it's a it's cool but it has a tendency to make a lot of people nauseous um you can't ride it if you have like heart issues if you're me
0: you can't ride it because it makes me motion sick every time i've tried to go on it and it has been several
1: times and like it's a really cool themed queue i like their queue it's a cool themed ride it's just too much Yeah, and then they have, like, the little baby ride version of it where they don't do the simulator and you just sit there, but then I feel like that's kind of boring. Yeah. They are updating the ride. Um, The video is going to be updated because the CGI on that is really outdated and they needed to do something with that. But, (sighs) pipe dreaming, I would love for them to do a space dark ride where you get in some kind of like omni mover type thing where you know maybe it's a a land rider kind of like a moon lander type thing or maybe it's even like a future hovercraft kind of something you know something creative and imaginative and go through like different realms of space where you get to see the cosmos and then like you land on some planet and then in a non-alien encounter type way find some sort of new life form where it's like oh cool we have this new thing and you know now he's going to be friends with humanity and we have so much to learn I think that would be really cool but I mean I don't think they're going to do that because they're going to update mission space but I would love to eventually see that become less of a thrill ride and more of a hey space dark ride because you could do some really cool stuff with that with just minimal animatronics and good tracking.
0: I would I would tend to agree
1: um, for that ride.
0: So, The Seas with Nemo and Friends. Okay, so The Seas with Nemo and Friends. Um, backstory, I love dolphins. <laughs> I went to SeaWorld a lot as a kid. I know it's problematic. I could make a whole other episode about that. But what it did was inspire me to love um, marine biology and love environments and love the ocean um the seas with nemo and friends i actually like that they put nemo in there because the living seas love or hate what i'm about to say was getting a little stale so they weren't quite the living seas anymore they really weren't guys what they're doing now though i think is going to make two people happy the purists who wish it were just still the living seas and the people with kids who want to see the characters. I like that Finding Nemo is sort of immersed and like, fused with the original concept of wanting people to understand marine life. Now tell me honey, what is it they're going to be doing? What they're going to be doing is they're going to be adding the Institute from Dory, what's it called? is the ocean institute the ocean institute from finding dory is what they're going to make that main drag so after you get off the seas with nemo and friends you go into the ocean institute this is what they're going to be doing and they're going to just be re-theming that part of the pavilion that was the living seas that they didn't they added some finding nemo stuff to it but they didn't really immerse you in it they're going to be making it the ocean institute immerse you in it and re it which i think is perfect because i love that part of the living seas because they have demonstrations last time we went they had um demonstrations with the dolphins on how they could recognize different kinds of fish to me that's what epcot center is about and that was really cool it was amazing guys and there were people with kids there watching it it was yes. great And you had to applaud
1: for it. You had to applaud for the dolphins.
0: It was very interactive, and what a neat experience. We just happened to catch it. It was great. So at that theming there, and I think the Seas Pavilion is wonderful, and I have been told that it is the Ocean Institute from Finding Dory. The Marine Life Institute. Oh, sorry. It's the Marine Life Institute from Finding Dory. So you go in... And you have all of this wonderful theming and you could really make it like the movie and still make it educational and still make it that fun, immersive experience where you actually learned real life things and you carried that knowledge with you from the park into your day-to-day life.
1: The only thing that I hope that they radically change about it is the murder seagulls.
0: Oh, those things are scary, my dudes. They have scared me (laughs) on multiple times. They will give you anxiety and all sorts of PTSD.
1: Story time. So, (laughs) the first time that we went to the seas with Nemo and friends, we did not realize that the sculptures outside of it, the seagulls, are actually animatronic. So we're just minding our own business, and they're motion activated. So we're just walking along, walking along. And what do you hear? Mine, mine, mine. Okay,
0: let's set the scene. We're walking along. It's a beautiful day here at Epcot. Mm-hmm. Tranquil. We're going into the seas. We're wandering around, wonderstruck. Oh, what's
1: this? The seas with me. Mine! Ah!
0: <laughs> it was startling.
1: It was like all all of us had like a jump scare. It was traumatic. It It was was traumatic.
0: Traumatic, traumatic.
1: Especially because nobody had been around when we were going into it, so we didn't get the luck of watching somebody else get scared out of their skin. Mm -hmm. Mm Mhm.
0: Please make those stop, guys.
1: Just turn that off. (laughs) Please Please just turn that off. I'm scared. (sighs) Other than
0: the murder seagulls, I love the the Seas Pavilion and I would love to see them make it um, that Ocean Institute from Finding Dory. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. Because that is a real place, my dudes. Really? Yeah. So, the Institute in Dory is a real place. It's based on a real place in California. Oh snap! See, I didn't know that. So you could have all sorts of real life tie-ins with that.
1: The more you know.
0: The more you know.
1: Okay, and our last thing on our list today to talk about <clears throat> oh boy the energy pavilion
0: buckle up guys because it's about to get deep
1: okay it's a rant so... rant alert all right everybody get out your soap boxes because here we go they're going to replace ellen's energy adventure with guardians of the galaxy We should say
0: that process has already started. Ellen's Energy Adventure is closed. If you are unaware, I am sorry that this is the way you had to hear about it. If you loved that ride.
1: Yeah. So, they're going to replace it with a Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. And I get it. They want want thrill rides. And I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I just... I don't think it's the place for Guardians of the Galaxy. It doesn't belong in Future World. What? Who said that? (laughs) Yeah, we said that. We're saying that again. It doesn't go in Future World. It would be fine if they were going to try and do that in Hollywood Studios. I feel like that would be okay. That would thematically make sense. I just, I'm not keen on the idea of them putting it in Epcot. Because you have, oh, what is the land? How do we work with the land? And... Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Tell me how Guardians of the Galaxy is about
1: energy. It's not. Yeah,
0: you can't reverse imagineering bullshit your way into that one. It's not even sort of about energy.
1: If they were gonna have to do a Marvel tie-in, what they should have done was Wakanda.
0: Let's be real, guys. Wakanda would have been an awesome energy tie-in. And we already
1: know Wakanda forever, so...
0: You could talk about Like, you could talk, you could showcase clips from the movie of them being like, this is how we have, like, sustainable energy forever, and then show clips of real-world tie-ins of, like, or, like, real-world things of how we're working for sustainable energy.
1: Yes, and it would, it would be a good movie tie-in. You could still talk about energy and preservation, and you could talk about cutting-edge technology. Why not Wakanda? Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Uh, we're too white for,
0: to be saying. We are. That. We are way too white to be saying Wakanda forever, guys. I'm sorry. We apologize. <laughs> I apologize.
1: I apologize for nothing. So, in in light of them doing Guardians of the Galaxy, I mean, uh, we can't
0: even blue sky this one. it's happening. It's happening. It's happening now, and. i want to be very clear that when guardians of the galaxy came out i loved that movie but it's short-sighted to build things that are just based on the most popular fad as long-lasting multi-million dollar rides because they will get stale those fads do not last forever that is short-sighted using what's the most popular fad is what is what um the disney's competitors do so are it's, we not
1: allowed to say Universal?
0: It's what Universal does. Let's just go ahead and say it. Using the latest fads in entertainment is what Universal does. And that's fine. There are people who love Universal. Uh, that's typical, Like, That's great for them. I'm not one of those people. Don't hate me. It just... Disney is different than Universal. Disney builds themes. Disney builds lands. And Disney is all about suspension of disbelief. And I'm not sure that the most popular fad has a place in that. Unless you're going to imagine the absolute shit out of it. And you're going to build that whole land. And by that I mean Pandora. Yeah. Pandora is beautiful. Who who's like a huge fad fan of Avatar? Nobody. No one. But Pandora? I'm sure somebody. Oh, okay, so like somebody. one guy out
1: there somewhere
0: is like the biggest fan of avatar ever even before pandora but pandora solid imagineering they did that wonderfully like beautifully and it stands without the movie it stands without the movie and it makes sense in the park and not just a band-aid fix oh we're just gonna come up with some vague way it makes sense no it's imagineering thematically fits in to animal kingdom and really it's because joe Rody's a creative genius He is. He
1: is a creative (laughs) genius. If you have $10,000, you can go on a safari with him.
0: Guys, you can and I wish I could. Here's our
1: GoFundMe page, Ant.
0: com. (laughs) Oh my
1: god, someone's gonna try that now.
0: Oh god. Guys, please don't. We don't really have a GoFundMe. I mean, if you just want to give us your money, you can. It's not going to happen, but I really wish Disney would look past the short-sightedness of Band-dating on the most popular attraction on things. There's a difference between tying in characters into original concepts and just gutting those concepts and saying, we're just going to put a Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster here. It's short-sighted, it's not lasting, and it's not Disney. And that
1: is my piece on that. Yeah, well, I'm willing to take Guardians of the Galaxy with a grain of salt, a big grain of salt. It's not a small grain of salt. I, w- I will take it with a grain of salt if you give me the imagination pavilion in all of its glory like it was.
0: Yeah, I'm with her. You you can do that. I'll trade that. I will make that trade. I will gladly make that trade. You can put that and we will I will accept the death of the energy pavilion if you give me back the imagination
1: pavilion. Man, that got deep. The death of the energy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They went in and they killed Ellen DeGeneres. No! No, Ellen! be an icon, save Ellen! Alan! No, Ellen's dead!
0: Ellen's <laughs> dead, everyone! No!
1: <laughs> Chris Pratt's face killed her.
0: Chris Pratt killed Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> Jesus Pass it Christ. on. Christ. <laughs> oh, no. Ted Cruz is a Zodiac killer. <laughs> <her. laughs> this is how rumors start, guys. <laughs> oh. We're gonna have an amazing blue reel. this is gonna be amazing this is gonna be great Jesus. so I just I get it I get it I do you have to draw more people into Epcot you have to compete in a real world environment but in that process don't make Disney less Disney give us back the imagination pavilion that's all we ask
1: yeah basically
0: I mean and a list of substantial other things
1: Disney, we have a list of demands.
0: (laughs) And we are willing to meet those demands. If you're listening, I think I'm... All of this being said, I'm optimistic for the future of Epcot in general and the future
1: of Future World. I am too. I'm glad that they're finally shifting their focus to pay attention to it. And we're those people that get constantly stopped when we're in Disney. So when we go in October... Let's walk really slow. And every time we get stopped, we're just going to tell them Imagination Pavilion and WALL-E.
0: Yep, that's that's very true. Um, we do get stopped. And guys, if you get stopped,
1: tell them Imagination tell them.
0: Pavilion and Wally Disney does Pass that stuff for a reason. So really, when you get stopped, voice your opinions for what you would like to see. And do it well.
1: And if you don't have your own opinions,
0: tell them ours. Yeah, tell them our opinions. Yay! <laughs> I'm very optimistic. The future looks bright for Future World. They are putting a lot of money
1: into it, and we know that they are. They should. They really need to. They need to... I I would be okay with them leaving the World Showcase as it is for a little while so that they can focus on Future World. Because honestly future world needs it needs some help
0: it needs it way more than world showcase does. definitely definitely it needs it more than world showcase does because world showcase more or less is in the original state it was when park opened yeah future world is where the rides were future world is where all of the new stuff was and they basically abandoned it it's a sad state you can't ignore that part of your park for like 10 years What? Yeah, I can't. It doesn't go well. Like, what if they just abandoned half of Magic Kingdom for 10 years? It would be bad. It would be bad. So, it's helpful. It
1: can be done. And I think that we're moving in the right direction. I think so, too. I think the key to really revamping a good Epcot future of tomorrow would be to cut back on the corporate sponsorships. The only place I think that it legitimately makes sense is in Innovations East West. And then the rest of it, I think you just gotta spend the money because I think in this day and age, we've proven that when you back a ride in an entire pavilion with corporate sponsorships, when it doesn't work out for them, it doesn't work out for you.
0: Yeah, just dump the corporate sponsorships, put the money in to do it yourself, and then you have complete creative control over that pavilion. Barring innovations east and west. Yeah. And I really think, guys, on a futuristic, optimistic note, we're going to wrap up for... On a on a futuristic note, we're going to wrap up Future World.
1: On a futuristic note, I think we're going to wrap up Future World. Okay, guys, tune in
0: next week when we're going to talk all about um, how we're going to fix World Showcase in Epcot. It's going to be a lot lighter of an episode, so if you found this episode too heavy for you, I would tune in then, because there's not that much to fix in in World Showcase.
1: Yeah, it's going to be less about why is everything broken and more about, oh, what could there be in addition to what there already is? Right, so that's going to be a lot more
0: of an optimistic note. Please tune in next week. Um, We're going to talk about that. Follow
1: us on Twitter and Facebook. Woohoo! That's uh, at Disney underscore D-Y-K-S. Send us your pictures, your comments, your questions, your concerns, your soul, and your social security number. And your bank account number. And, uh, well, only if you have a lot of money in your bank account. It's
0: true. Right? Like, we don't need it if you have $50. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> don't forget, we're on iTunes now. Go subscribe, like us on iTunes, boost us. If you like what you do, drop us a line, guys. We're so glad you tuned in. Thank Send you, to your friends. and all your everyone. <laughs> Thank you for being the best part of this podcast, guys. And, as always, hurry back! We'll see you next time.